Welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast, energized by KLMO Game Boy US, with your hosts, Jason Rambo and Sean Alley. Coming in hot with the 411 on all things sporting clays. Your go-to source for information, education, and entertainment from the new shooter to the seasoned competitor. Oh, I'm a junkie, man. I want to play with the buttons. He just I, likes to throw people under the bus. Uh, you're not used to that yet. <laughs> That's part of the show. Does your brain hear what your mouth is saying? Hey, I'm going to call Dave when the podcast is over and ask him what half the words are. Let's rapid fire. Let's do the hot seat. Let's get her done. Often imitated, but never duplicated. And now, it's showtime. It's showtime, Mr. Alley. Wow, you got a little frog in yeah, your throat I did, there? Yeah, I did. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> Take a sip of that bourbon. That'll clear that stuff out of there. Sweet, Tom, that's Kool-Aid. Oh, that's <laughs> odd color Kool-Aid. I haven't seen that color lately. Oh, man, so fresh back from the enema of the 2022 U.S. Open. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a good way to, that's a good way to put it, man. I tell you what, those were some tough, tough targets. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. I did, too. But, man, I felt like I'd been through a meat grinder. Can I give you my worthless two cents opinion? Absolutely. I, and everybody listening, this is just an opinion. I don't think it's that the targets were over the top. I don't think it's that the targets were hard. I think there's a couple underlying factors here. And Anthony was just on a podcast and he, he, of course, anything Anthony says is like golden. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some very good opinions on them. I think problem number one is you can't go anywhere and practice those targets. No. Your local club is not going to set those targets because they're going to tick off all of the, you know, the members, the people that visit there frequently. They're not going to want to shoot those targets. So that's problem number one. You can't practice them. Um, Number two, another thing, and and Anthony brought this up too, is, you know, you had these two pair stations. So you, you get a lot more presentations that you have to go to work on. Exactly. And you don't have as many chances to figure it out. I mean, normally you get three pair, sometimes four pair on your average hundred bird sporting tournament. You walk up to these and you're still shooting 15 stations, but you're only getting 66 birds. Right. So guess what's happening? You're getting two pairs per station. And these, I mean, I I don't want to say these targets were over the top. They were hard. I mean, don't get me wrong. They were hard. Everybody we talked to said they were very challenging targets. We heard a lot of, Things like comparing it to the 2015 PSCA Tour. Um, you know, very, very difficult targets, at least more so than what you normally see. Right. And, you know, when you couple that with only having two pairs to figure out the birds, it doesn't give you a lot of chance for errors and figuring things out. Agreed. And so the third thing about those targets, you know, I talked about not being able to practice them. The third thing is there's a difference between practicing those types of targets and shooting those types of targets in competition. Oh, absolutely. And like Aaron, and like Anthony said, you know, your experience level at competing with those types of targets, 99% of the people don't it, have. It so. definitely lent itself to the more experienced shooters, the guy that do, the guys that do this on the quote-unquote pro level. That you know, That's what they do is they shoot and coach. Yeah. If you're like me and you, weekend warriors, and we go out and we try to compete – Um, I mean, again, I'm in master class, you're in double A and I felt terrible for what I did. I mean, not really, but I mean, I really felt bad for the guys in the lower classes. I mean, the C, the D, the E class shooters that came there. I mean, I think we saw some scores in the single digits on certain courses. Yeah, but Um, you know, there again, it's experience. 
It's experience, and I'm not trying to discourage anybody from going to an event. Like no, no, this. no, 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 no. That's I mean, not it. But I'll, I'll tell you right now, and, and I don't mean to interrupt you. I'll let you go here in a second. But I think Rick Hemingway and his staff did it absolutely. That shoot was phenomenal. Absolutely, no arguments there. But I'm just saying, as a shooter going to a shoot, I don't know how you prepare for that. No, I don't think anybody was realizing it was going to be like that. Right. You know what I mean? We've been to the nationals. We've shot regionals. We've shot state shoots. And there's always challenging targets. That was a whole nother level, in right. my opinion. And we watched, and I, I'm not going to say their name, but we watched some uh, pros. Let's just say people that have got some big championships under their belt. Pe- people that typically is, finish in the top five or top ten. Right. We've watched them blank stations. Zero stations. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not going to mention his names. There was a, a gentleman who has shot for many, many, many years. He said, I zeroed my first station in a tournament ever. Right. And this is a big name that if we dropped it, everybody would know exactly who we're talking about. Right. But we're not going to say that. But, you know, the old cliche, everybody's got to shoot the same target. That's it. That's so, true. That's absolutely true. But, you know, if somebody did want to practice this target, Sean Alley, mm-hmm. and they had a little bit of land, mm-hmm. they could call Jason Rambo at Clay Range Design Works, and he'd hook them up with an Atlas trap. Absolutely. You know, it's just, it's real simple. But, it's it's 614-949-6121. <laughs> yeah. But again, <laughs> I think the rationale comes back. It's like, why would you ever practice those kinds of targets? I mean, well, that's just it. I mean, look, even at even at the national level, we shot nationals last year. You didn't see those targets. Mm-mm. Okay, Mm-mm. so I mean, you have to take it for what it is. So you go to a big shoot like that, you see some targets you don't ever see, and okay, you walk out of a, a three pair station with two targets. So what? Yeah, you know, I mean, you can't you can't wrap your barrels around a tree like I was trying to do. <laughs> you, know, you can't do that. And, yeah. and I didn't realize that at the time, but, you know, looking back, it's like, you idiot. You had the experience of a lifetime shooting something like that. Yeah. But Why are you the, getting mad? It's the competitive nature and all yeah, of this. We all, we all want to do better than we can do, and then most of us walk away from a shoot saying, man, I could have got four or five targets. I wouldn't have just messed this up or messed that up or misread that or misread yeah. that. You know, so I think bottom line, yes, you got to look at it as the experience. Um, and, and again, I don't feel bad because even the top level shooters were struggling Yeah, and it was apparent that they were struggling on certain stations. So by the time everybody's hearing this, um, you have already, we have, we will have already released, uh, our podcast from the U S open. Correct. On video. Uh, all these shooters we talk about, all the ones you hear on this podcast, they are on video. You're going to get to go see them. Just go over to our YouTube channel, um, if you're just listening to it through audio, that's fine. We captured the audio off the video, but I'm telling you, you need to go check it out. Put put the face with the voice, you know? Yeah, I mean, and honestly, what you can't see or feel, that club is amazing. Uh, Rick was talking. They actually own 6,500 acres, and with the land that they lease, it's 15,000 acres. It was on the podcast, Sean. I know, but I'm just saying, I mean, <laughs> you really have to stop and think about that, the, the size of that property, because... The whole U.S. Open, he said, only took like eight or 900 acres to do. Right. So there was 14,000 that wasn't even touched. I know, right? It, it baffles my mind about how big that place is. Well, most, we, we, we put 50 miles on your daggone buggy yeah. just driving around four days. Yeah, exactly. On the course. That's a lot. That's a lot of miles. <laughs> For just, you know. For just puttering around from this course to that course right. back to the clubhouse and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um. Again, hats off to Rick Hemingway and his whole staff. Heck, yeah. That um, was a great event. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all the vendors that were there, it was really cool. 
Um, there is a small problem, and I need your help figuring this out. Okay. So I went through, and I edited a lot of the video, and my lovely wife was kind enough to fix the audio that we screwed up. I know they say the camera adds 10 pounds. I'm trying to figure out exactly how many cameras were on us. Mm. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, just the one is all I was aware of, but, yeah, you know, whatever. Well, yeah, it's serious diet and exercise plan. I, I, I think we we say it best when we have faces for radio, Jason. Yes, I know. I, I realize this. I mean, I knew I was good looking, but daggone, dude, you need some work. Uh, anyway. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Yeah. I'm going to have to up the shirt size. Speaking of shirt size, clayshootingapparel.com, or you can go to our website, thedeadpair.com, and click on the swag button, and it'll take you over there. Man, he just did a fresh run of T-shirts. He's got some really cool colors, uh, dead pair T-shirts and hoodies. And I spoke with him here recently. He might have, by the time you're hearing this, might have the hats out, but they're working on them. Okay. Bear with them. Um, you ever get your dead pair hat or, t- or hat, T-shirt, or hoodie? Heck yeah. I think I'm going to order me some black hoodies for this fall. There you go. While they're hot off the press. Yeah. Keep so. your butt warm in this winter. You're going to still be I don't wear my shirt around my waist, Sean. Yeah, you do. No, that's... Yeah, yeah we, we know who you are. No, that's yeah. tennis players that do that stuff. You're, I don't... you're kind of Tennessee. Oh, he went there. <laughs> <clears throat> this is the edited portion of the program, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, enough of your jibber-jabber. We are talking Midway USA Foundation tonight. Yes, we are. And I'm telling you what, there are some very impressive numbers... With this organization, I think people are going to be enlightened by this. Yeah, beyond what we thought or imagined. Yeah, but this organization is important for more than just one or two reasons. So um, I'm going to let the gal do the speaking for the organization. We're going to ask her a bunch of questions. So let's get her on the phone. Sounds good. All right, on the phone with us for this podcast we're doing here on the Midway USA Foundation is Sarah Hall. Sarah, how are you doing? Excellent. Hi, Jason. Hi, Sean. So nice to be here today. Uh, It's great, Sarah, to have you on here and talk about this great organization. I am very excited. Let's do it. So, Sarah, I'll just dive right in here. Um, You know, first and foremost, this whole foundation is very near and dear to Sean and I because you guys are working very hard to introduce you know, young shooters into the sport. And let's face it, young shooters are our future of the sport, right? Um, Absolutely. Tell us how and why the Midway Foundation was, was started. Sure. So we started um, because Larry and Brenda Potterfield, who are the owners of Midway USA, the online retail store, they have a real passion for shooting sports and especially youth shooting sports. They can really see the need exactly like you were saying about how youth is the future of shooting. And so they had this vision to make sure that any youth that had a desire to be on a shooting team could receive the same opportunities um, as all those other sports out there that have a lot of support, like your high school basketball and football team. Shooting typically doesn't have those type of resources, um, either within their school system, you know, they're not there or just it's a very expensive sport. They need a lot of funding. And so we started in 2007 when we acquired our 501c3, but we really got off the ground in 2012. And that's when we paid our first grant out to youth shooting sports teams and 
it has just grown and taken off from there um, and become what we are today, helping youth shooting sports teams and some state and national organizations um, and grown recently here where we pay out range development and coach training grants as well. Gotcha. Well, Sarah, I mean, can you let our listeners know uh, what the basic mission statement or vision of this organization is? Yeah, of course. Our mission is to help communities and organizations raise funds to support their high school, college, um, and other youth shooting teams and activities. So it's pretty specific in what we do. We are here for fundraising. Um, We're kind of, we're just the money side of things, really. There's great organizations out there that create the rules and host these national competitions for kids to go to, but we're here to make sure they have the funding in order to do that. Um, Mission's not really you know, real snazzy necessarily. So we (laughs) definitely lead with our purpose in that uh, we believe youth shooting sports um, helps young people improve their confidence and discipline and their leadership skills through shooting sports education. So we are here to expand and enhance that. So you guys discussed some numbers with me outside of the podcast of how many teams and how much money and how many kids you support. Would you mind sharing that with our listeners? Absolutely. So Midway USA Foundation, we're able to do what we do by managing endowments. Uh, We have about $250 million now um, that is managed by Goldman Sachs. Um, You know, they manage all of this um, endowment that we have. That includes 2,800 youth shooting sports teams. So high school, college age, any affiliation, this could be a Boy Scouts, a junior ROTC, an FFA, a local gun club, um, any type of team. We have 2,800 of those, but we also have over 70 organizations. Um, this includes like ATA and SSSF, um, USAS, some other state agencies, conservation agencies, just like-minded organizations that are focused on growing youth shooting sports, um, all have an endowment here and are able to take a cash grant with us. So some pretty big numbers as far as who we are out there helping. Um, Last year, we provided over 1,300 grants to youth shooting sports teams, totaled uh, about $5.3 million in just one year. On average for those teams, that means they received just under $4,000 in their cash grant. So that was $4,000 for the team to purchase almost anything that they needed that could be ammo, targets, um, the entry fees, safety equipment, travel. I mean, there's so much more that they can do with this cash grant um, just to help them get out there and continue shooting. I want to make sure I heard that correctly. You didn't say 2,800 kids. You said 2,800 teams of kids. Yes, exactly. That's staggering. And we are at all 50 states, all different disciplines, <laughs> rifle, pistol, shotgun. The impact is really huge when you think about it. That's amazing. Do you have any unearthly idea if you had to guess how many kids that actually involves? Oh, you know, we probably have some um, data on that. I could maybe make a pretty good guess. I think often um, when teams take their cash grant, we ask them how many kids are on your team this year. And it's usually like a 30, 40 kid average on the team. And so I guess if you took 2,800 times 40 kids, that's a not bad guess on how many kids were. Well, if it's helping. just 30, that's 84,000 kids. Wow. If it was just 30 per team. Wow. It's a big number. 
That is impressive. Over a hundred thousand if there's forty average on a team. Hundred and twelve thousand is to be exact. That's incredible. Got my calculator right here. I sound smart. Don't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you could have fooled me. I thought you did it in your head. No, <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish. Um, so, one of the ways that you help come up with this this massive amount of money for all these kids is that you actually give the teams products to sell in order to raise money. Can you tell us about mm-hmm. that? I mean, like, what kind of products are we talking about here? Is this something from uh, Mr. Potter's, you know, Midway USA, or where, where do these products come from? Yeah, so once teams or those organizations have an endowment set up with us, which is totally free to set up, um, they're able to use all of our fundraising resources. And we have a lot of them, but one of the most popular is these fundraising products that we have. Um, and what's I'm going to tell you about this program. It's, it's so cool. It's definitely one of our most popular because it allows teams to fundraise for their endowment, which is long-term funding, but they also get to keep some of their fundraising efforts at the local letter, at the local level, excuse me, because they're going to need some money right now. So we have a variety of different items. Um, they primarily come from some sponsors that we work with. Um, we don't have any connection to Midway USA, the retail store, other than Larry and Brenda Potterfield being our connection. So nothing comes from um, Midway USA, and in return, anything ever donated to Midway USA Foundation never goes to Midway USA. So we've got right now, I actually had to pull it up on our website because our products, they change so often. We have so many different things coming out all the time. There is um, some big frig coolers. There's a Garmin trap trainer. We've got um, a CZ shotgun. We've had SKB shotguns. Crossman air guns, um, there's SSP eyewear, Vortex scopes. It's a huge variety of items. And the team picks, I like this CZ shotgun. I think I could do a good fundraiser with it. We go ahead and send it to the team so that they can do any type of fundraiser. That could be a raffle if it's allowed in their state. They can use it as a, a banquet item, whatever works in their area. They raise the money and then they send a portion of it back to their endowment account. Now, that donation never pays for the item. They truly got it for free. And the donation to their endowment account is earmarked specifically for their team. It doesn't go into one big bucket. It's just for them growing their cash grant. And on top of that, we match it. We provide matching money on donations. We have a great matching program for teams. Um, in 2021, we had um, a dollar ten for every dollar donated as our average match. So over wow. a one to one one match in 2021, it's really good for teams. That's awesome. Um, but once they do this fundraiser, so they send them to their endowment, which is great for that long term funding, growing the cash grant. They also get to keep some of that money at their local level um, and use it for whatever they might need to purchase right now. So the fundraising products are so great to help both your current need and your future need of the team. Gotcha. That's incredible. I mean, that yeah, that's absolutely amazing. I don't, I don't know of any like high school football teams that are doing stuff like this. You no, know? no, that's next level type <laughs> stuff there for sure. Well, well, Sarah, let me ask you a couple basic questions. I mean, number one, how do you determine if a team's eligible for support? If there are people listening right now, and like, hey, you know, my 4-H team or my high school team or whatever could use some help. How do they determine uh, if they're eligible to contact you and get support for their team? Yeah, so eligible teams have to be high school or college age, um, which just needs to be, you know, young adults. And it has to have at least two people to be a team. Uh, We don't do any individual endowments, which um, 
makes my husband sad all the time because he'd love a shooting endowment for himself. <laughs> he thinks it's a great program. Sure, sure. Uh, but it's pretty much if you meet those two criteria, you're a team, you're a high school and college age group. Um, again, any discipline, rifle, pistol, or shotgun, and any affiliation. We don't care if you shoot 4-H or if you're an SCTP team. Um, your rifle team does not matter. You contact your regional program manager. We have four program managers that um, can help you set the account up, which is a very easy process on our website. It's an online form. And then they'll actually contact you to help you get started in utilizing our fundraising resources. Gotcha. Well, moving forward, um, are there any new goals that the foundation wants to push uh, going forward into, into the future years here? Yeah, we've been doing a lot of new things at the foundation recently. Um, so my position here is I'm the project and events manager. We recently started hosting some fundraising events. So all the events that we are hosting are to raise money for our youth shooting team endowments. We never take any of those um, donations and put them into Midway USA Foundation's own, um, you know, like personal funding. It always goes to the teams that we're supporting. So we recently had a Sporting Clays Tournament in Nebraska. The entry was a donation to your youth shooting team. Got to come out, shoot with us. We had a great time. Um, we had Dave Miller from CZ do some trick shooting for us. And then we had a lot of awesome prizes donated from our sponsors um, in order to just everyone gather and support youth shooting sports for the day. So we have new events that are coming up. A um, couple of new ones going on this year, including um, an air gun uh, rifle and pistol clinic mm. that will be in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So that's kind of neat coming up in September. Um, September is also our hometown challenge month, which is a virtual competition. Um, we also have a very large national sweepstakes going on during that month. So all donations in September, not only are they matched with our matching program, but you also get a chance to win some excellent prizes. So that's pretty, pretty cool. Um, and then we have online auctions that we run monthly. So uh, coming up next in July, we will have, starting on July 4th, um, it's the first Monday of the month, we have a Browning Buckmark. Um, it's Americana, red, white, and blue, so very festive for this 4th of July holiday. Nice. Um, but all different kinds of events that we have going on, and again, it's all to raise money for you shooting sports. So we're so unique in that, let's say you go to our auction site and you were to win this pistol, you love it, it's going to be a donation to your local youth shooting team or to a state organization of your choice that um, we will then match for you. Very cool. So someone's listening to this and they're excited and they, you know, hey, I got a little bit, I'd like to help out. How can someone get involved with this, uh, whether they want to just donate or they want to become permanently involved? Where do they go for information? Sure. Our website is an excellent resource. You can really find everything you want to know about Midway USA Foundation on there, um, including every team in our system has a team page that will show you their endowment balance. And also, it's the location where you can donate to that team. So you can actually search um, based on the team name. If you know, hey, there's a Kansas City Clay Crushers in my area, I'm going to look them up and see if they have an endowment account, can donate to them. We also have ways you can filter. You can just look in your state. Um, I did a look real quick. I saw we have over 60 teams in Ohio and accounts with us. So 
they're all over. You can look, um, find their team page just to donate. A uh, secure credit card donation will go to their team. Um, we're also on all the social media platforms, Midway USA Foundation on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, and then we have, like I mentioned, the four program managers that you can contact and we can all help you through that donation process. And that's MidwayUSAFoundation.org, right? Yes, it is okay. .org. So I will put that link right down in this podcast description. Anyone listening to this, you can just scroll down there to the bottom of the description. You can click on that link and go right to the site. Um, can anyone donate as far as individuals or companies? Or what if someone owns a business, Sarah, and, and you know they want to just, hey, look, I'm not going to be biased to a team. I just want to donate to the whole foundation. Is there a way that a business can do that as well? Yeah, absolutely. So we would never turn away, um, you know, like financial support in, in a cash donation. But I also mentioned we have our fundraising products that are primarily donated from sponsors we work with. And so um, if this ha- would be a company in kind of the outdoor industry, we utilize products as those fundraising resources for the teams. It's a great way to get your product out there really all across the nation because we work in all 50 states. Um, it could be going anywhere. Um, and it's going to a youth group that's going to be talking about your product or really getting it in front of um, a really specific demographic. That's great. You know, these kids are going to be seeing these items and you see it as you're growing up when you're, when you're young and this is what you're using. It definitely carries forward into being an adult. Um, so we, we do accept product donations. Um, and then I mentioned our events that we do. We accept donations um, to help us cover the event costs because as I said, the donations from teams Never cover the event fees. Um, Midway USA Foundation covers all that. All donations, 100%, will go to the endowment of a donor's choice. Gotcha. Well, Sarah, let me ask you a question. I want to kind of go off topic here just a little bit. We love shooting sports. We love hunting. We love all that stuff. And as of late, I'm sure you're aware, you know, there's been a lot of negative press. So there's a lot of companies and stuff out there that are kind of afraid to support, you know, shooting sports, youth teams, anything related with guns. And, and we all know, just from me and Jason's experience and a lot of other people, you go to an SCTP shoot, you see a bunch of kids walking around with shotguns and stuff, and they're all some of the greatest kids you could ever meet. Responsible, courteous, polite, yes, ma'am, no, sir, that kind of stuff. And I guess if there's listeners out there that maybe have ties to other companies or other businesses that would that maybe are on the fence about reaching out and helping other shooting sports or youth sports, youth youth shooting sports, what would you tell them is a benefit or what would you say to maybe push them? Because I think a lot of people are a little bit leery of trying to back the shooting sports and stuff just because of the bad press that we seem to always see on the national news. So what would you tell somebody like that? Yeah, I think you're so right. If you can see one of those, for example, SCTP events and you walk around and you, you meet those kids and you are out on the range, you will see they are some of the most respectful um, and just very disciplined individuals competing in their sport. Yes. Um, and, and this really is a sport, you know, shooting sports. This is not, um, it can be compared to like the football and the basketball of the world. You know, it's a sport like that. So if someone could go out and actually see what we're supporting and doing, I think that would definitely, if they were on the fence, push them in the right direction. Um, because this goes back to our purpose. You know, we really believe that shooting sports build young people's confidence and discipline and those leadership skills that are going to make them be good adults. You know, it's going to transfer all the way through right. um, 
to skills that you use the rest of your life. Um, I started shooting when I was eight years old in a 4-H club. Um, I have been a shooter my whole life. I, I absolutely love it. Um, my husband is a shooter. He has been shooting his whole life. Um, and I just have seen firsthand in myself and in him and in all of the kids that we've worked with through our professional career as youth shooting sports enthusiasts, how impactful this sport can really be on people. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's the, the main message that we're trying to get out there is like, you know, it's, it's so easy to turn on the, the local news channel and just see nothing but negative comments and negative press about, you know, guns and shooting and all this stuff. And, and obviously there are some, some bad things going on in the world, but there's so much good things. I mean, my memories of growing up, going hunting with friends and family, you know, and those memories as well as, you know, shooting clays and and the adventures that me and Jason have. I mean, I think a lot of people just miss out on that and they try to focus so much on the negative. I, I really wish people would open their eyes and just, you know, realize what a great thing that this is and a great thing what your organization is actually doing to help these people. So... Yeah, and the correct exposure at a, a young age like this, when you can really properly learn some firearm safe handling and um, be out there on a range in a safe manner and, and learn all of these great skills. I just, um, I'm very passionate about it. Um, it's why I do what I do. It's why I love Midway USA Foundation. So I wholeheartedly believe in it. Gotcha. Sarah, are donations tax deductible or is there a way to make them tax deductible? Yes, they are tax deductible, um, and we send a gift receipt. If you donate online, you'll you'll receive it in an email um, automatically after you make your donation. So they're secure online credit or debit card donation, um, tax deductible, and um, we also have on our online donation form a way that you can search if your employer will match your contribution. So maybe you work somewhere where if you are making donations, they have a matching program. You can. We have a spot you can enter your employer and look it up. What's really cool about that is, let's say you work, you know, for Apple, some kind of big company. We receive your donation, we match it, and then we're going to receive Apple's donation, and we match that donation as well. Wow. So really, really double the donation in every sense of the of the term. There. That, that is, is fantastic. Yeah, that is very cool. Um, you've got some cool auctions coming up. Can you tell us about those? Yeah, we do. We have started this um, here recently in 2022. We are doing monthly auctions. So the first Monday of every month, you can find um, a new item up for auction. Um, you can find this at MidwayUSAFoundation.org. Under our fundraising, you'll find um, an auction item. So we just will have wrapped up June by the time that this aired. Um, in June, we had a... Have to, Think back, Benton Soli shotgun, I think 20-gauge shotgun that was up for auction. And then in July, it will be starting 4th of July, and we're feeling very festive. We have a red, white, and blue um, browning buckmark up there. Oh, cool. oh wow. Very cool. <laughs> well, Sarah, I can tell you right now, me and Jason want to give you guys a big thank you for what you do, everybody at your organization is doing. I mean, we think it's just absolutely fantastic, and uh, we, we definitely would like to yes. see more people you know, taking this stance and helping out the youth and, and getting more people involved in shooting sports in this country. So a big hats off to you guys. And thank you so much for what you guys do all day long and every day. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Thank you. You know, we really appreciate the opportunity to come on here and talk a little bit about what we do. Um, you know, We've been around for a long time and we're helping a lot of teams, but you know, there's always a chance to help some more and get the word out there more. Um, I mentioned our range development grants. Um, this is a new grant program that we're offering for our endowment holders. Um, it's a competitive grant, which is new to us. 
team grants are from their team endowment, so they're not competitive, but range development grants are going to help fund existing ranges, do some improvements and enhancements that are needed to make the experience better for youth shooting sports athletes. Um, you know, maybe adding a new trap field or maybe it's just upgrading their machines. Um, we are awarding $750,000 this year in range development grants. Um, probably by the time this podcast airs, we'll be sending that money out the door. Um, and then we also have coach training grants because we realize you're not going to have you shooting athletes out there if they don't have coaches to train them. Right. So we awarded $250,000 this year to our state agencies to train more coaches so that we can get uh, more certified coaches on the range for these shooters. That is awesome. So when you say certified, um, just in case anybody's interested in that, is that NSCA certified? Is it NSSF certified? Which, which one is it? Yeah, great question. Because we work with so many different disciplines and organizations, it can actually be any certification okay. that the coaches need. So um, if you know your club specifically requires that you take a triple SF certification or NSCA certification, that's approved. Um, we actually expanded our coach training program so that it will apply to skills training because we heard back from a lot of um, our constituents that said, we love what you're doing and level one training is great, but I don't need level one coaches. I need some advanced coaches that really understand the skills to help these kids. Okay. And so coach training grants will actually um, apply to any type of coach training that's needed. Very cool. Gotcha. Well, Sarah, is there any last minute or closing thoughts, anything we've missed that you'd like to mention? I would just say that, um, you know, we are a small but mighty staff. And so please reach out to us with questions. We are, Email addresses and phone numbers are all listed on our website. So if you heard anything today that you thought you're really interested in from the range development grants to our fundraising products to opening up a new endowment, you can find a regional program manager on our website. Um, you can also reach out to me and be happy to answer any questions that people have. One last final thought, Sarah, uh, or question. Do you guys go to any of these big shoots? For example, let's say like the SCTP Nationals. Do you guys go to those? Do you have a booth set up or anything? Yes, we do. Um, our program managers will be at the SCTP and SASP Nationals. They will also be at the USA Yes Nationals in San Antonio this June. Um, the regional program managers live in the four corners of the U.S. so that they're located in a way that they can really travel to a lot of the state and national events um, and also just sometimes coaches meetings. If you're having something in your area and you need a program manager to help explain the program or talk about the new resources that we have, that's exactly what they're there for is to get out there and meet with everyone. Sometimes our programs can be a little complicated and we have so many things going on that it helps to have that person face to face that can explain yeah, things to you. Absolutely. And I was just going to ask real quick to clarify, Sarah, I know that, you know, existing teams can reach out to you, but if somebody's starting a brand new team, are they also able to contact you and get an endowment started? Yes, absolutely. Um, program managers, email and uh, phone numbers on there so you can contact us. And then new teams, if they want to go ahead and start their paperwork, we have um, a start a team endowment button that makes it very simple to get started. Good deal. Very Good deal. cool. Well, since the SCTP Nationals are more or less in our backyard, uh, it would be my honor to let uh, Sean Alley of ProSign Studios buy you all lunch. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm going to steal his credit card and order you all some pizzas. I will gladly do that. I'd love to love to meet you, Sarah, if you if you make I it up to it. the Cardinal Center. Hey, you know what, Sean? If you're going to do that, I, no kidding aside, I'll I'll go in on with you. Let's get them some pizzas. That's that's Let's great. Do that. Let's I'm, buy them some lunch. I'm totally about yeah. that. Yeah, we'd love to meet you guys and uh, look forward to bumping into you at the SCTP if you're going to be there. Yes, that would be excellent. Cool. Awesome. Well, listen, don't hesitate to call us if you guys got something big you want to announce or. Maybe if it's a special auction you want us to throw a plug for, don't hesitate. We'll get it on here. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been great, Sarah. We love uh, having you on the show here and learning all about this. Hopefully this gets some good information out to uh, all the teams out there, all the coaches out there, or anybody that's thinking about starting a team, uh, that you guys are the, the people to contact, hopefully, to help them out and get things well, going. Well, and hopefully hopefully, somebody listening to this, we can help the foundation by getting more funds to them. Yes, so. absolutely. That, that, too. Drive more people your way to help even further. Right. But, Sarah, thank you very much for spending some time with us. We, we greatly appreciate it. Yes, thank you both. I um I will not be out at nationals this year, but all of our program managers will be, um, and they are they're pretty fun. So I'll definitely tell them to stop by and say hi. All right, Very well, cool. just tell them look for the big ogre looking guy and the shorter guy next to him with the I don't know the good looking guy. The good looking guy will go with that one. Okay, all right, fair enough. <laughs> we'll try to bop in and say hi to you guys. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. Sounds good. Well, thank you both so much. All right, Thanks, have Sarah. a great evening, Sarah. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, that was a great conversation with Sarah, don't you think, Jason? I'm just blown away. Yeah, definitely. Well, listen, I, I, guys. Sit. Oh, sorry. Were you going to say something? No, no. I'm just. I'm still kind of dumbfounded. I, I can't well, believe there's numbers. Well, think about it for a minute. Guys, sit tight. We're going to be right back after this quick segment. All right, joining us on the phone right now is Robert Spruill. Robert, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. I got Jason across the floor for me here. Hey, Robert. Hey. Hey, uh, so for all of our listeners out there, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your shooting uh, experience? Sure, absolutely. Um, my, my shooting experience comes through, uh, comes through coaching a, a, a team here at our high school, and then also a, I, I'm an assistant coach with an SCTP team. In oh, our area. Nice. And how long have you been shooting? I mean, I, I assume you probably compete yourself. Um, I shoot very little, actually. I'm, I'm uh, a professional at, at carting these boys and, and these young ladies around. That's a full-time job. To, <laughs> it, it is. It is. Between uh, uh, setting them up for competitions and, and trying to uh, help get them there. That, that's my main job. That's awesome. Well, we really appreciate you doing that and, and bringing up the youth the right way through this sport. So, Robert, we're talking about bear pelt vest here tell us what made you decide to to go after bear pelt and get your get yourself a bear pelt vest absolutely our our first encounter with them as a company was actually at uh, a large youth shoot the sctp nationals there in ohio um we we fell in love with them uh their customer service uh all of what uh heather and eric offer uh has been just easy from uh from the beginning First off, the the material uh, is super uh, comfortable for these kids and 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 also for adults. Obviously, um, it's washable, um, which you know kids are just as good as adults at getting things dirty. And oh yeah, we're we're actually shooting down here in South Georgia, so we deal with the heat for many months out of the year. So it is nice to to be able to wash these vests. The the other features that a lot of the kids like. Uh, 
it may sound silly, but the the shell pockets actually stay closed better on them. So when you find yourself between stations or between events, uh, that vest comes off and and then all the shells dump out of it. Well, these these pockets stay closed. Um, So it kind of keeps everything tidier in your in in your range bag. Um, Speaking of those pockets, too, that and this is kind of a big deal for for kids because they're typically not as not as big as some of the, uh, some of us adults. So the the weight of those shells makes a big difference in the fit of the vest. Uh, the the bear pelt vest, and this is something that we uh, came to appreciate very quickly, is that the weight of those shells is dispersed across the shoulders, as opposed to kind of feeling like you have something heavy hanging off and yeah. and, and causing the vest to bunch up, which uh, can really uh, affect the shooting, obviously affect the gun fit. Um, so that was something that, that sold us on them early on too. Well, you know, Robert, I've noticed that, but you're the first one to bring that up and that's a very well, very well made point. Um, now you mentioned the team. So I take it the whole team is shooting in bear pelt vest now. I, absolutely. We're, we're kind of bear pelt junkies. Now we, we have, <laughs> we have two separate teams that are now equipped in bear pelt vest and, um, you know, we haven't talked about the maybe one of the other bigger selling points, and that's the graphics that they can put on these vests. Um, through the through the help through their graphic designer, we actually revamped our logos both for our school. Um, they were able to to size it and fit it and customize these vests. Um, the graphics, the colors, the the things that that make the vest super unique, um, just really opened up a whole new world for us. You know. At, as opposed to before, it, it seemed like everything just had to be embroidered. Um, right. And and with the, the sublimation that they do with these, it's so quick and so neat and so detailed that I, I think there's probably not much of anything that they can't put on a vest for you um, in terms of in terms of pictures or graphics or logos. They do such a good job, too, helping you design it and, and getting it to be a, uh, a product that you like. Um, and it's, it's kind of contagious. You know, once a couple of kids get something and – and like it, the uh, the rest of them like it too, yeah. and, and want to have it. They want to try and uh, outdo each other. Absolutely. So we we've made vests for for both of our teams, and then also my kids shoot a lot of NSCA events, and of course they wanted something that was unique for them. Um, so we we had some separate ones made just for those NSCA events when we weren't necessarily competing as a team, um, so that they could be individuals on it. Yeah, you got to watch though. <laughs> I was talking to Heather, and she said, you know. Of course, we can do anything within reason, but uh, you talked about putting anything on this vest. They've had some pretty outlandish requests, and <laughs> there's licensing, and there's all kinds of you know trademarks and stuff they just can't do. But, I mean, let's be reasonable, right? They can do just about anything. That's true. Uh, that's true. And I was trying to speak to them their creativeness on it but you know right, trademarks right. aside i know, I know we uh can sometimes run into that but they they've been super helpful to us and and making these vests uh unique and, I, and i'll tell you that's something that uh, you know as a youth coach that that means a lot when when kids um have something else about this sport to get super excited about um you know not to say that we all have our best shooting days every day but even on those days that that they don't shoot as well as they wanted to. They still look awesome. They still feel part of a team. They still uh, feel good about themselves based on the way they look in their vest. And they've still got, you know, cool graphics and, and their name and everything on the vest. Um, it, it really, 
it really helps in this sport for sure, especially with our youth. Yeah. Well, Robert, you're definitely in a unique position because unlike a lot of the other bear pelt testimonials we've done, most of those people are buying one off vests. You're buying for a whole team. If another coach came to you from another uh, school and, and was asking your opinion, I mean, what kind of advice would you give them? I mean, uh, if they were on the fence about ordering bear pelt. Uh, definitely. I, I, in terms of what we've just said, in terms of the material and, uh, the ease of use and, and a lot of the product design is there. Uh, something I haven't mentioned yet is is how easy it is to size them, and that's something that is huge for a uh, for a coach in terms of uh, different kids, different sizes. I I think um, I think on some of our teams we have one of every single size. Um, we have uh, fifth graders that are that are small and and just starting, um, and then we have of course some of our larger larger guys that. Uh, uh, that are certainly in the adult size range, but the sizing is made easy because uh, also because of the material there's some some give and some stretch um, such that you know with other vests I know that we had uh, used before that it's a it's a lot of precision in trying to make sure you get the right measurements. Um, you wait a long time for a vest to be custom made, and then lo and behold, that child has grown two inches um, since you ordered it. Yeah, um, and now you have a vest that that can't move or flex with them. So uh, sizing is great. And that's something that, that where their customer service really excels Um, the communication that they kept open with me as I was trying to size best and get it right uh, was certainly, certainly great. They also provided me with, uh, you know, samples when they could so that we could size those kids quicker. Again, just a, just a a company that's easy to work with. um, And that definitely wants you to, not just have their great product, but, but be super happy with it after the sale too. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad that you came on the show and I'm sure Eric and Heather really appreciate your kind comments. And I guess it all goes back to their tagline at bear pelt. It's not just your vest. It's your new uniform. Exactly. That's perfect, man. (laughs) Well, Robert, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your insight with us. We really appreciate you joining us on the show. Thank you for having me. It was an honor. Our pleasure, man. Robert, good luck to you and your team this year. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. All right. Have a great night. Take care. Uh huh. Bye bye. All right. Did you have some time to process for a minute while that segment was going on? I'm still reeling. I think it's awesome, man. I mean, I, I do. I, I don't see why more people don't get involved with shooting sports. I realize there's kind of a stigma, mm-hmm. and I understand that. But you know, all you got to do is go out to the SCTP Nationals. All you got to do out is go out to some of the 4-H clubs and stuff. These kids are great kids. You're teaching them yeah. fantastic responsibility, um, safety with a, with, a, with a firearm. I mean, that's what kids need. Well, you know, listen, I mean, it's been talked about it before. I mean, you know, Dan Bailey mentioned it on the show before that the people with disposable incomes are really kind of the backbone of the sport. Um, youth shooting, it, it can be debated both ways. I mean, you say, well, you know, they get into college and then they disappear, but Joe Finese didn't disappear. No, I mean, I, I, I think there's a there's a select few that excel at it. Yeah. And it would be unwise for them to leave the sport. I mean, right. Joe, God bless him. I'm sure he's going to have a life. He's probably going to have a significant other. But there's, okay, there's a bigger picture here than just sporting clays. Okay. With these kids and learning safety of firearms, you know, I mean, Okay, how do I say this without getting political? If we want to keep the Second Amendment, we want to keep our sport around, these kids have got to learn that guns are not evil, right? 
and they got to learn safe use and safe handling of firearms. And that's what's going to protect our Second Amendment moving forward. Well, and that's the challenge, and that's why I asked that question to Sarah. You know, not too long ago, Jason, back in the day, Chevy had the Tahoe Challenge during, yep. during sporting class. Yep. They're non-existent. Correct. Um, really, when you look at sporting clays right now, the the sponsors, the advertisers, the vendors, they're all shooting related. Right. I think there's a lot of industries out there missing the boat on this market. Number one, yeah. let's talk about golf carts and buggies. We've, we've talked about that all the time. I right. mean, what would it take for Yamaha? Or Honda, how many or Kawasaki? Bu- how many buggies did we see at USO? Oh my God! I mean, you know, there's every there's a buggy for every camper that's there, <laughs> and let's, there's another one. I mean, campers. I mean, every, right. there was so many campers there, and I mean, I'm not talking tents and pop ups. I'm talking forty foot diesel pushers. Yeah, you need a CDL to drive thirty five foot right. fifth wheels that are being towed behind an eighty five thousand dollar diesel dually right, right. i mean so chevy ford dodge you know you guys are are being called out i mean well but here's the thing sean in, the, in this political world people aren't sure what bathroom to use okay well i you get know it. again let's so, not let's not get I'm too not, political no i'm not but what i'm saying is is people are so afraid but when you have an organization like the midway usa foundation Look at what they're doing. Yes. I hope somebody that's listening to this, if they have the opportunity to support that organization in some way, shape, or form. Yes. I bet you 50 bucks is just as much appreciated as 500 or 5,000 or 50,000 or whatever. I agree. You know, and if if people would, you know, find the goodness in their hearts to, to help this organization, I think it's it secures our future. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally, I think a good deed is a good deed, no matter you know, how you do it. You know what's wild is... All the time we've been, I didn't know they existed. I didn't, I didn't know they existed. And I I certainly had no idea the level, the level. I mean, 2,800 teams (laughs) and on that team, an average of 30 to 40 kids. Are you kidding me? That's awesome. I mean, that's like freaking high school football, dude. Mm -hmm. That's, that's insane. That's in, that's incredible. I think it's awesome. I really do. Yeah, I think it is too. and And hats off to Sarah and the whole Midway uh, foundation for doing what they do, helping these kids out. Um, obviously, they're managing a, a good deal of money, and they're, they're going to be able to do this for a long time to come. But that doesn't mean there's not room for improvement. Right. That doesn't mean that there's not room to grow or or to do things better or contribute more. So I think we all have to kind of take the stance of saying, look, if we want this stuff to continue, which we all love and, and we enjoy doing, yeah, uh, we need to keep putting back into it. To keep it growing. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of support, we've got some really great companies that support us. We sure do. We and, sure do. you know, as long as you're listening to this, that means you like this program. We hope that you're supporting our sponsors, uh, you know, Bear Pelt, Atlas Traps, uh, Odo Pro Hearing Services, Negrini Cases, Rhino Chokes, RE Ranger, Game Board US, KOMO, White Flyer Targets, and Folded Wing Apparel. Let's not forget about them. They've got the discount code DEADPAIR10. All one word, DEADPAIR. The number's one zero. At checkout, it'll save you 10%. Look, guys, these companies believed in us and what we're doing, and we hope that you're patronizing them and buying their product. Sean, how many people did we have come up to us at the U.S. Open saying, 
hey, man, I got me a bear pelt vest. You guys were right. This thing's awesome. How many people came up to us and said, man, these new reacts are awesome? Or how many people came up to us while we were at the Rhino booth and got their guns ported or, oh, or yeah. bought chokes? Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I just, I really hope people are finding the value in these products. I mean, look, <laughs> can we shoot like Anthony or Corey? No. No. But guess what? Anthony and Corey both have. Rhino porting and rhino chokes. That's I mean, right. So, well, maybe Anthony doesn't have rhino chokes, but he's got rhino porting. Yep. And, you know, we can go on. But what I'm getting at is there's a reason why we believe in these products, and we hope you guys will find the value in them as well and, uh, you know, check them out. And not to mention, there's great people behind them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. the, the people in the in these companies, they're not just big faceless corporations. Right. These are people that we go to these shoots and we meet them, we shake hands, we hang out with them, we have a few adult beverages after the shoot right. with, and it's a great time. And and we have no problem in supporting them. So. You know, Sean, every week we say the same thing. Take someone new shooting, take them to a tournament. How about taking your kid? Yeah, yeah. Take your kid out right? there. I mean, based on the Midway USA Foundation, the whole theme of this podcast Man, take your kid. Yeah, well, you know, my brother just got a 410 single shot for his young boys. There you go. And while I was down there at uh, the tournament at the U.S. Open, there was one flat of 410 shells sitting there. And you know I snatched <laughs> yeah, that yes, up. I'm like, because he's had a hard time finding 410 shells. So I'm going to be working with uh, his, his son, uh, Wyatt and Charlie, to hopefully get them into this and get them hooked on it. And hopefully they'll be shooting so, down the road. When- do you want an order for a trap now, or I'll have to discuss it with his with their father, which is my brother. Okay. Well, <laughs> how long how long before you want a tower? I've got twelve, twenty, and thirty foot towers. All right. Well, let's let's start off with step one first. They, they power two traps up and down. Gotcha. You can find those. You know, Clay Range Design Works. <laughs> so I can help you out. I know you can. He's got five acres on his property, so he's got a lot of room to shoot. We're setting up a five stand tomorrow. Okay, I'll, I know someone to make the menu cards for the, for the stations. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I might need to make a call and kind of schedule something, but yeah, that's that's cool. All right, cool. So where do I send invoices? Is it to you or to your brother? Uh, just make it out, and I'll have my people contact your people. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, we've gone off the rails. Let's get out of here. Yep. Hey, everyone, seriously though, take someone new shooting, take them to a tournament, especially the kids. If you got kids, man, take them out. Get them introduced to the sport. Yep. And definitely, we, we hope to see everybody back here again on the Dead Pair Podcast.